Thanks for tuning in to the Undercuts review episode of the Dutch Grand Prix. Please rate and review wherever you listen and enjoy the show. By being a racing driver, you are under risk all the time. By being a racing driver means you are racing with other people. And if you no longer go for a gap that exists, you're no longer a racing driver. We had the Dutch Grand Prix this weekend, second home race in a row for Red Bull and Max with Austria last week. Last year, Max, Belgium, Belgium, uh, last, Belgium week. last week, Belgium last week. Sorry, <laughs> and um, last year, Max's, Max, Max's mom is Belgian, right? So yep. that's, you know, and he lives in Bel- he lives in Belgium, and he's from Belgium, but he rides Dutch. Um, but last year, Max and the Mercedes lapped everybody, and Max won by a long shot or by a lot. Um, what were your guys' expectations coming into the weekend? Uh, I didn't really know what to expect. I mean, beyond everybody's predicting Max was going to going right. to win again. Right. Um, you know, he's been so dominant recently. I do love the track. Um, I have to say, uh, the, the, the banking, the banking, yeah. and the the sort of the swoops and the curves. Um, I mean, they talk about the last corner, the banking on the last corner, but even I think like the second or third corner has a nice banking to it. Yeah. Well, that's third, that's third corner. That's, that's the, it's almost like the carousel at the Nürburgring. Yes. Uh, right? Yeah. But, you know, it makes for some multiple lines yeah, it, through. And I like all the uh, elevation yeah. too. It's, uh, yeah. It's, it's really, it's a really nice track. Uh, one that I don't know very well because it's only been on the calendar for the last couple of years. You know, I haven't seen much of it in my F1 history. So, uh, yeah, a beautiful place, but we all expected, uh, you know, Max to dominate. But you, we watch because you never know what's going to happen. Right? Yeah, I mean, I think off the back of Belgium, we saw that just the fact that they had to ride the higher down, you know, the higher ride height played into Red Bull's hands. I think this is a much smoother track. The expectation was that maybe it'd be a little bit more for Ferrari than than Belgium was anyway, and uh, you know, less of a a dominating sort of situation for Red Bull. So as it was in qualifying, when the Ferraris were looking a little closer to the pace of the Red Bull, it, you know, we thought oh, maybe maybe there is a race on here. Um, and you know, through qualifying, well, certainly through the practice sessions, um, it was looking pretty close. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there were a couple little moments during qualifying, mostly from the fans in this one. Um, we had flares thrown onto the track twice. Um, the one caused it, the one in Q2 causing a red flag. And I don't know if you guys saw the picture um, of the guy who threw it on onto the track and all the people around him just like pointing their fingers at him and yelling at him. So it was uh, uh, that was so from the from the the one in Q2. Yeah, I saw the sec- I saw the video of the second one. Yeah, which is some, some guy, kind of black sh- black but he's got like an earpiece out, like he was security for the race or something. <laughs> I don't know what was going on there, but that second one, yeah, the first one caused a red flag, but the second one was with like two minutes left, less than two minutes left of qualifying. So if that had caused the red flag, Max wouldn't have had pole because he, he didn't have the pole time at that point, right? And there would have been no time to get out and try and go for pole. Do you know uh, who had any- the pole spot at that point? I think it was. Uh, I think it was Charles, right? Yeah, yeah. I think you're probably. Yeah, I think you're right. But anyway, Max got the pole position in large part, although we don't know because we didn't get to see how the other guys finished up. But 
Perez had a spin at the end of Q3, which which ended it for everyone. Hamilton was on a flying lap. Russell was on a really good lap, too. Um, I was bitter because I had Lewis winning the pole position, so that sucked in my coops. But um, Max, yet again, being fast, although not like last week where he was half a second up on everybody but yeah i think it's just really a case of yeah i think it's just really a case of perez just trying a little too hard you know obviously when when one person in a team gets the pole and the and the 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 teammate crashes spins and kind of stops people you know finishing their laps people always try and cry foul but really i think it's just a case of he you know he pushed a little too hard lost the back end so yeah um I think you know this this weekend was full of you know conspiracy theories and stuff like that but I'm we should we'll get into that a little bit later on but I think at the end of the day it's like all this stuff happens so quickly that there's no way that there's really any sort of foul play involved. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, they're not going to he's not going to risk ruining his car just for Max to get pole position especially after last week coming from 13th on the grid. He doesn't he doesn't really need all that much help, does he? No, not really. <laughs> yeah. So that was really it for qualifying. Uh, we get to race day. The start of the race was very exciting. We had Carlos and Lewis touching a little bit, although they were both really impressively able to keep it on the track, and it didn't really affect their their first laps. Um, the big action, well, not really big action, but on lap two, Kevin loses control of his car, bangs into the side of the wall, but he's able to keep it going. Um, but he ends up in last place after that, although he wasn't that far up anyway. Yeah, um, I mean, he, he he had a bad qualifying. I think you know you look at Stroll, Mick Schumacher, and Lando Norris all got into Q three, um, but Vettel and Magnussen and Ricardo failed to get out of Q one. So um, I think I don't know quite what was going on there to have such difference between the drivers in the same car, yeah. but you know. Magnuson didn't really, you know, he got caught behind a whole lot of stuff. Maybe he's trying too hard, but he got he got away with it. He, you know, he was lucky. He hit, he did have a brush with the tire barriers, but it was, you know, you watch the in car stuff, and it's like you, know, yeah. <laughs> you could see him heading. Is he going to miss the barriers or is he going to hit it? He just gives it a little bit of a glancing blow, uh, but he wasn't able to carry on. Continue the conversation on pine-sports.com. That's P-I-N-E-sports.com and the Pine Sports Discord, which you can find linked on the website. And join us in a one-of-a-kind fantasy Formula One contest at coopsf1.com. That's C-O-O-P-S-F-number-one.com, where you can put your theories to the test. To start the race, most of the guys up at the front were all on soft tires, um, except for the Mercedes who started on the medium tires, which was, you know, I guess they're just trying to to play the odds with everyone else on softs. Might as well try yeah, something different. Trying something different, trying to get aggressive, do something a little bit different to everyone else. And, you know, when you looked how the, the first half of the race went and it looked like it was going to be the right tactic, the right strategy to get that, you know, it's difficult to pass at this circuit. Yeah. So get the, get the, you know, get the position, uh, track position and, and try and pull ahead and hopefully they wouldn't catch you. But, you know, there's a, a lot, there's a lot of fortune that you have to play into account if you're going to try and 
try and go with that strategy, you know, no safety cars or anything like that to try and make it work. But, you know, given where they are, it's worth a shot, right? I mean, the first guy that really was able to start putting some moves on was Alonso about 10 laps in. He got a, a nice pass on Pierre up into P12, and then on the next lap was able to pass Yuki up into P11. I mean, he started, I think, P13, so he's, he's making moves early. Um, and Lewis is, you know, coming into coming into his tires at this point. He's starting to really catch up on Carlos. I mean, he's not really able to get quite close enough because his tires aren't there yet, but he's, he's seeming to gain speed. Yeah, you could definitely see the, you know, see, you could see the soft starting to drop off early in the race with the high fuel load. And then you started seeing the, the mediums come to life and really making a difference. And he was really starting to catch, you know, Lewis, you could see was, was starting to get in a position to start making moves forward. So lap 15, Carlos is the first of the leaders to pit. He pits from third place at this point. And then Checo comes in right behind him. Um, and then I believe this is the pit stop where the gun, the, the tire gun from the Ferraris was out a little bit too far, I guess. And Checo ran over it, well, I, jumped up in the air. Yeah. I would assume that in a normal a normal pit stop that that gun would be in somebody's hands, right? Um, I think it was the spare but, uh, wheel gun. I think it was a spell. Well, there was no, there was no tire on that corner at the time right. when when Checo pulled out. They were still waiting for their tire to That's show up. Right. Um, so yeah, that, there was it was just chaos at that corner of the car. Yeah, I mean Checo I, pulled out, uh, and nothing he could do to avoid the gun, but it didn't seem to more damage to the gun than it did to to Checo's car. Thankfully, yeah, but, but yeah, let's get into the. Uh, the Ferrari, yeah, another master, another masterclass <laughs> from the Ferrari. It's like if you're on the last corner, you don't call him in. I mean, it's a short lap; you can go one more, right? It's only a, a minute twelve, a minute fourteen, whatever, for the fastest lap. You don't call yeah, him in when he's on the last corner. He's just, just found a new and interesting way to, you know, bring in a car when they didn't want to. I guess they did the same thing in Monaco, right? They asked uh, yeah. Leclerc to box uh, right on the last corner, and then. Changed, changed their mind just as he was pulling in and it was too late. Um, this time they never got the message down from the engineers to the uh, pit crew quick enough to get the, the tires ready. And that just, that put, uh, Carlos couldn't recover from that, could he? It just took him took him right out of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's stationary for an extra eight or Ten nine seconds, seconds whatever, yeah, right? So least, yeah. it automatically puts him, and where did he come out after that? But it, you know, he probably lost yeah, three three spots or, or more, three, right? Three, four spots, yeah. Yeah, and this is the weekend where Binotto happened to be the guy that Sky Sports was talking to. And it was, you know, it was nice to hear him be honest, at least just saying, you know, the engineers made a mistake. They shouldn't do that during the race. Um, but just another another mistake from the Ferrari strategy team. Uh, sorry, Martin. <laughs> no, I miss it. Don't worry. No, I've given up now. As as is the rest of Ferrari Nation. Yeah, even we know, the drivers we all know are. Who's good. We all know who the world champion is going to be. Yeah. So, uh, just a case of, to see how it all plays out. Yep. And then can uh, they hold on to, to second place? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be tight. But a, a couple laps later, Charles ends up pitting, and that goes perfectly fine. And then Max yeah. responds to that and pits on the next lap to cover the undercut. Um, and Max is able to stay ahead of them. But with the Mercedes being on the medium tires, they are 1-2 at this point in the race. 
It looks like they're obviously going for a one stop, which coming into the race was not looking like that would be a possibility with the uh, tire deck they have, but they were doing a really good, good job keeping the tires where they needed them to be and make them last. Yeah, it, it was working out perfectly for them. I was shocked at how quickly, how the, the, the mediums were able to hang on with the softs at the beginning of the race and then how much quicker they got as the softs um, degraded. Um, I mean, Alonso went onto hard tires very early, like lap 13 or yeah. so. So I think uh, Mercedes could see his lap times and how that, how well that was performing. Norris went onto hards around lap 17. So by lap 30, uh, when Russell and Hamilton were thinking about coming in, they could they had some good good data that the hards were going to be quick. Yeah, because yeah, that was the thing into them. leading into the race. They were saying that the t- the the hard tire was like second to lap second lap off the pace. Now, yeah. that clearly wasn't the case, and the the track came to the hard tire. You know, coupled with maybe higher than than expected deg on the soft meant that you know maybe people were coming in a little earlier than they thought f- to change off of that soft tire, and it just meant that at the time when everyone needed to be putting in fast laps in the middle part of the race, that there wasn't really that much difference. You know, that's the hard tire wasn't really any slower and it was just a much more robust tire. Yeah. It's, it's very strange. I don't know for others, other fans watching the race when they were talking about getting on the hard tire to put in some fast laps when just a few races ago, they put Leclerc on the hard tire and it was like, you know, you can't drive on this thing. It's got no grip at all. And he's dropping back through the field like a stone. It's, one, on one track, the hard tire works well. On another one, it's terrible. I know they shift the compounds around a little bit, but... Yeah, but these were the it's three something. hardest compounds that they brought today, the C1, 2, oh, and 3 really? compounds. So, they, so there you go. So it's, you know, the combination of the circuit, the the time in the race... The weather. You know, the tire itself, everything, you know, it makes a big difference. So it, the the uh, the tacticians, they definitely earn their money. Yeah, um, yeah. I think in, in the colder weather, the harder tires don't really work too well because there's not enough heat in the in the track the track temperature isn't enough to get the uh the temperature into the tires and they're just not getting to the the operating window and just not getting any grip at all yeah wasn't the case this weekend yeah so we get a a few laps later we're at lap 28 at this point max makes a really nice late breaking move on george he's able to get by him pretty easily um after breaking so late and he's up past him into P2 with a pit in hand. Um, so the Red Bulls, just like last week are, are flying around this track. Well, at least Max is. Um, and then finally two laps after that lap 30 Lewis pits from the lead onto hards. Like we were saying, which everybody saw was really fast with Alonzo and everyone started doing it after they did. Um, two laps after that, George pits onto the hards and they're both in P5 or P4, P5 at that point. Um, so as it sits with everyone pitting, we have Max Charles Checo as the top three spots, Lewis and George rounding out the top five. Then Carlos with the issues on the pit stop is in P6, Lando P7, Stroll in P8, Alonzo P9, and then Ocon in P10. So both of the Alpines after having really bad qualifying session um, are up in, up into the top 10 spots already. Um, Alpine's looking fast. Um, And then lap 35, lap 34, George took the fastest lap showing that just like we were saying, the hard tires were working well on this, on this, on this track. And it it bodes well for the Mercedes at this point. They're, they're chasing down 
they're chasing down Max, who was on mediums, I guess, after the soft yeah, they, tires. Yeah, he, he'd gone soft to medium, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Lewis took the fastest lap on the next on the next lap. So it, it was looking good for them. Um, Lewis had a great move a couple laps later on Checo. Um, and then they were kind of like pushing each other on that one, that one turn where, where everyone was trying to make that pass off the bank and they were all just getting like squeezed out and having to back up. We saw that a, a, a few times from a few people. Um, but the next lap, those two are battling and Seb is coming out of the pits and, I don't know how many blue flags he ignores, but it was it was looking it was looking pretty dicey right there. I don't think it was it was that bad. I mean, yeah, Hamilton came overtook Checo. Almost looked like he had to slam on the brakes. I mean, he didn't lock up the brakes, but right behind Seb, almost touched him. Um, and then going around a couple of corners later, you know, they took all sorts of different lines. Checo was coming right back on Hamilton, but in the at the end of the day, nobody lost or gained any places. Seb got out of the way a few corners later. I think Jensen Button said on the commentary, you know, sometimes it's hard to know where you are in, in the race when you come out of the pits and if somebody gives you specific instructions. So I'll give Seb a little bit of a break. No harm, no foul. Yeah. And all he did was one. really cost Lewis a few seconds, what, like maybe three seconds that he lost on that lap of, of battling to try and get by. Yeah. It's obviously then time that he needs to make up trying to get back up to Max at the front yeah. of the field. Um, so left him with a bit more to do. Right. And then George probably learned a little bit from that little battle with Checo and he was at the exact same turn was able to kind of get by him pretty easily. Um, but lap 40, uh, a milestone for Max gets the 10th the spot in the most laps ever led in a career, which is pretty impressive wow. at his age. He's still so young. Yeah. Right. I mean, how old is he at this point? 25, 24, 25, I think. Top 10 yeah, it's, 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 ever. But he's been in, I mean, he came in aged, what, 17 or 18 yeah. or something like that. He, yeah. He's, uh, he, he was really young. And, you know, they, they, I mean, really it's because of Max Verstappen that they put in the whole super license points scheme to, you know, try and not have people so young coming into F1. Yeah. Well, obviously, you look back at people like Kimi and, and 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 Max as well. You know, if you've got the talent, you've got the talent. But I think that there's a, you know, there's reasons why it's probably a better idea to have people come up through the chain a little bit more and get uh, get a bit more racing under their belt before they hit F1. I kind of think that they need to adjust it a little bit. Like with Colton Herta, he has been racing in IndyCar for years, and he hasn't met the requirements for the super license. But he's obviously a very talented driver. Um, so I think they need to revisit it, but I agree. Yeah, I think that, I think they need to revisit some of the weighting of different championships because I think that yeah. IndyCar is worth the the same weighting as F three or maybe not maybe F four right and, and W series, which doesn't really seem to stack up because it's uh, you know it is it's a big series and yeah. Um, yeah. I think you know it's not the it's not an FIA sanctioned series, which is probably why they're a little bit more punitive against it, but it does rule out certain drivers that. Um, you know, really, they can't make exceptions at the first time of asking on this. So, I know you know we probably want to talk about Colton Herter and whether he's good enough. And I think I'm certain that he is good enough, but I really can't see the FIA making an exception for him. So we get a few laps later, and we hear on the radio Yuki complaining that his tires aren't fitted on right. 
Um, and he pulls off to the side of the track. His team tells him that it's okay, but he comes off the side of the track going very slowly. Um, comes in, he causes a yellow flag, but then they, they, they turn it off as soon as he's back on the track. Comes into the pits, and they take a long time. They're looking at his seatbelt for whatever reason. I don't know. But they say so, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah what happened was it was – so he his car was crabbing. So it wasn't running right. Uh, he thought that it was the left rear wheel that hadn't been put on properly. So he pulled to the side of the road because he didn't want to be driving along, have the wheel come off, and then you know big fines and penalty points and things like that. So he thought he was out of the race and started undoing his seatbelts. That was when he called into the pits and they said, no, we've checked. And, and all indications are that the wheels are all on. Everything looks fine. Try and get it round to the pits and we'll we'll change him out and see what see what's going on. So that's when he then proceeded around he was actually going too slowly so they couldn't <laughs> diagnose that it was actually a diff issue hmm. it, the diff had broken and he wasn't getting drive to the the left rear wheel and that's why it was crabbing it was it was going you know the car was moving funny not getting any turning at the rear wheel and that's what made him think that the uh the wheel had actually come off so it was only when he pulled out of the pit at full speed thinking that they'd solved this problem with the wheel that they actually realized it was a diff issue and he ended up pulling over. Um, he should really have parked it somewhere a little better. Um, maybe it wouldn't have been the virtual safety car for that. Um, but that's ultimately what the, uh, the cause was of that, that incident. Um, but he, he does race a couple laps before he, before he pulls off. Um, the second, I think time. it was just a couple of corners. No, not even. Yeah, like half a lap. Not even. Yeah. Well, just there were a little tiny Charles bit. and Max pit before he pulled off again. Um, right. I maybe so he was in the pits for a few. He laps was in the pits for a while. For a few laps. Yeah. That's that's what happened. So he came in on lap forty four. Um, all the other guys kept going, and then by the time lap forty seven came around, that's when he pulled off again and the VSC came out. Um, so at the point of the VSC, the Mercedes were looking in a very good position. Um, they were really fast. Didn't need to pit again. They were chasing down max and max was going to have to pit again with how early he pit onto the mediums. Um, but the VSC comes out and max pit under that, both the Mercedes pit, which I was, kind of surprised with um but everybody went on to the mediums at this point no that's that's not true but verstappen went on to hard uh on to he went on to hards on lap 48 and the two mercedes went on to mediums when yeah, they double yeah, stacked yeah, yeah. the mercedes um so the idea was that yeah that they were still gonna max was gonna have to hold them off right like the opposite of abu dhabi with Max having right. to hold them off with the with the lesser tires, hold that in your brain, listeners. We'll get to it. <laughs> there's still time. Yeah. Yes, there's still time. So lap fifty, the VSC ends, and then six laps later, Bottas has to stop. And we thought that Yuki's place placement was bad. Bottas stopped at the end of the straight. Um, right into that first turn, and that caused a full safety car. Um, it was weird what happened there with, uh, what was it, Carlos? Who was he Yeah, chasing? Carlos, uh, he overtook... Um, Alonso? 
No. He was out, out, you mean as he passed Botas, stopped on the track, and yeah. looked a bit dangerous? Is that what you're referring yeah, yeah, to? Yeah, I'm not yeah, sure yeah, who yeah. he tried to pass. It was. Well, he did I pass. saw the in-car shot. I saw the in-car shot from Carlos's car. He was quite a long way back on the straight when he overtook, and the yellow flags were a little bit further up, okay. and they definitely slowed down. He sort of held his place. So I think it looked worse than it was, yeah. but... Um, yeah, you know, it's not a good look man. when there's a car broken down by the look. side of the road and, and, and from that view down the straight, you can see someone overtaking. Yeah. You did see the, the yellow flag that was a physical flag that was being waved on yeah. the right hand side of the track. Um, I don't know if the, because they have obviously the, the flashing signs that, that give, the, give yeah. the flags. So I don't know what that was showing at the time, but. I guess ultimately it didn't, they, look, it didn't look, it didn't look, but good, the but stewards it, would have had a look at it and would have seen everything that they needed to see because they didn't take any action. So, yeah. um, it did look a bit odd. Yeah. But the, uh, safety car caused some drama. Uh, Max pit under the safety car onto softs free pit might as well. Um, he was on the worst tire at this point. Neither of the Mercedes pit on the first time through on the safety car, but then right. the safety car went through the pit lane. So at this point, so at this point, it's Hamilton in first on on mediums, Russell in second on mediums, Verstappen in third on softs. Correct. Yep, and then so Lewis goes by the pit box. He wants to keep track position. He's got his teammate behind him, so he's not going to pit. But. George decides that he wants to go onto soft tires at this point. Um, and the team obliges. And I, I'm know, just really surprised that they, they are allowed to stop and change tires when all of the cars are behind the safety car going through the pit lane. I'm yes. really surprised that, you know, yes, the pit lane is open because they have to go through, but, but I'm really surprised that they let them work on the cars there. And you can start yeah. shuffling cars in and out because there's so many cars coming through. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean that's on a the way in. Hazard. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the cars are going to, there's a lot of cars coming through the pit lane and they're going slowly. So they're going to be close together. So, I mean, they got him in and out yeah. and, and he didn't hit anything. That came a bit later. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was, I didn't know you could actually do that. It was, it was interesting to see. Was he behind Albon? Uh, at the time, you know, just with how the lapped cars were. Yeah, I believe and so. He, yeah. And he was going right up alongside him saying, come on, get a move on, because he wanted to That's create right. just yep. a little bit of a, you know, bit of clearance so that he could get into the pits and out before too many people go back behind him. So, uh, sorry, right. back in front of him. Was Albon letting him, was he trying to let him go by him? No, I think he, I think he was just, there was a bit of a gap from Lewis up front to okay. to Albon. He was just trying to give him a bit of a hurry up, saying catch up a little bit close to Lewis so that I can put a bit of a squirt on and, and get into my pit and get out before before losing yeah. too many spots. Yeah, but I was just like I was saying before with Abu Dhabi. So this put Lewis in the front spot on medium tires with Max, older medium tires with Max right behind him on fresh red tires. Um I was saying to Martin before we started recording, it was giving me flashbacks from Abu Dhabi. Oh, it was, it was just yeah, a lot of flashbacks. It, it I mean, bad. obviously the tires weren't as old and the, the, the difference in, in – because they'd only had those tires on for, what, five, six laps Yeah. Um, from the Bottas uh, – sorry, from the uh, virtual safety car. Yeah. So the tires were still pretty fresh and they, they could go to the end, but obviously it's you're up against yeah. a, a soft tire at the restart. Yeah. And during that, that same – that same uh, safety car, we get Carlos with another issue in the pit stop. 
He so he was let out of the box okay, but he came out slow because he was worried about hitting the McLaren in the McLaren mechanic in front of him. Um, and ends up coming in and bumping the front of Alonso's car and an yep. unsafe release and ultimately gets a five second penalty for it. Yeah. So between the logging stop initially plus the five seconds, yeah, he's cost himself 15, 20 seconds of race time total with all this messing around in the pits. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's the pits are pretty close together at Zandvoort. It's an older circuit. It's one of the shorter pit lanes on the calendar, I think. Each garage is quite close to one another. And one thing that I've noticed this year, and I'm not sure if it was the same last year, but if you look back in history, the the pit uh, box itself now is angled in. Angled in, yeah. that's right. Nose in. Yeah, I've noticed it, it that It used too. to be much more parallel to the garage, parallel to the track. So I think that's to kind of maximize going in. They just need to give it a bit more lock on the way out to turn out of it. And the fact yeah. that the McLaren garage is right there and there were people in there meant that he actually probably had to take much more of a, a, a handful of left lock to get out of his own pit box and then have to give it full crank right to get through that he was a lot slower than maybe he thought about or that the, the, the guy with the, well, he's not a lollipop man anymore, but the guy that operates the, the lights the really lights, thought yeah, about. Yeah. I think it took like four laps for the safety car to get Baltas's car out and everything cleared up. Lewis did not do a great job to start after the safety Wait, car. Wrong start- engine setting or something, right? Really? Yeah. I just thought he started. He started way too early. Hamilton apologists, I think, there, Nick, like spinning the story. You know, you know, what is it? What is it? Magic button, magic button from Baku. No, but that's it. It's like it's you know all these things. I mean, it's a repeat. If it is, if it is a case of being in the wrong engine mode, it's like being in the wrong brake mode. It's like you've got to get these things right if you're going to win races, and it's It's, uh, you know. It, it 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 was not good. It, it, it looked like he had it well in hand. He's had no, hasn't really had that many issues with restarts before. But the the slow mo of Max uh, was, coming up on Hamilton close. and pulling past him as Hamilton crossed the start finish line, the front of Max's car was level with the wheel, Hamilton's front wheel. Like it couldn't have been much closer. Yeah, and and, and t- now the telemetry shows that he actually did come off the throttle ever so briefly as well, just in the run up to the Max. line. Max did. He's right, just to just to, make just sure to have that presence him. of mind, just to go. I know where the line is, and I've got the pace. Just come off to That's take amazing. a meter off. I know I'll get him That's into braking on the softer you know, tires. You know. Yeah. I mean, I guess it would be very bad driving for Hamilton to drop the brakes, um, you know, and play a game of chicken I was just gonna at say the that. line. Uh, but, you know, you're going to cause a pileup behind you. They're all going full speed too. You can't just slam on the brakes in the middle of a straight. That's You'll get DNF'd for that. So I would have gone um, really, really, really <laughs> slow all the way up to the line and then like 20 feet before gun it and then stop <laughs> and then let Max go through wow. and then go We've up. seen we've seen that before i forget with which, charles which, and charles with the drs line 
well, that I'm talking about a restart from a few, a couple of years ago. Nick, Nick was, is, might remember, but everybody at the back of the field decided that there was full throttle, but nobody at the front had. <laughs> that, I think that was just last year, wasn't it? That was a, was that a Portimao yeah. last year or the year I before? I don't know, but the whole back of the field decided it was full race conditions before they'd even crossed the line and plowed into the people at the front. So you can't play too many games. Uh, whatever Hamilton did, what. Uh, he got picked off. I don't think it changed the outcome personally. Probably not. Uh, I think Max was going to get him either way. It was pretty dramatic the way it happened. And I don't think it made that much difference that Russell uh, pitted. Uh, well, I mean, if Hamilton had pitted, he he, he could have got up on the podium. He, I don't think Hamilton was going to win, though. Max was always going to win yeah. uh, once the second safety car right. was over. Yeah, and, and pit, having... George going and change those tires took took any protection that Lewis had yeah. away. You know, I think that Max would have got by them anyway, both yeah, of them, even definitely. if they had just been there. It might have yeah. given Lewis a chance to try and pull out maybe three or four seconds on uh you know, before Max got past George, but we'll never it know. probably cost it cost Hamilton second place. I think it would have been if if Russell had stayed out on the mediums it probably would have finished Verstappen, Hamilton, Russell. And then could Leclerc have overtaken one or both of them? Maybe. Maybe. How about this as an uh, interesting theory? What if they'd have brought Lewis in to change him onto the softs and kept George out to try and hold up a, Max? Oh, oh. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. also, George that, that just pretty, came to me. George <laughs> did, did a pretty awful job of defending Max the first time through. <laughs> um, he didn't do a great job. He, he just let him right through, pretty much. So who knows, yeah. who knows what happened? Yeah, I think back to Checo in Abu Dhabi last year, yeah. and for as annoying as that race was, Checo holding up holding Lewis up. in in yeah. that race was as good a piece of driving as I've ever seen in just a completely different way to any yeah. other piece of driving I've ever seen. I don't know how many seconds he held him up for, but it was, you know, that obviously you had the safety car coming later, but that was just it was great. That was awesome. No one yeah. seems to be able to hold people up like that. Um, other than Alonso and Checo, right? I th- I think that's what got him the contract extension was that race because if Max ever happened to need him to do that this year, who better than Checo? Right. Um, so, what do you think? So, if if Lewis had a shot to win this this race, it was before Bottas uh, caused the, the y- safety car. So, yeah. I think it was. Yuki's. I think it's before Yuki. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that the, uh, the 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 time from what I heard on the commentary and some further discussion it also disadvantaged Lewis based on where he was on the track because yes the, the everyone gets the resume racing thing at the same time but if it's you're at the end spots. of the straight yeah. and you've just yeah. gone down the straight very very slowly the person who's just coming into the straight when they get the thing when they get the cue to race again they're gonna make up a couple of seconds yeah. So, like we said, Max got by Lewis before the lap even really started. Um, he was already there. Lap 66. And so Lewis is just dropping back, dropping back. Everybody has pit from the safety car. Lewis is cursing out his engineers on, on the radio. Really, really, really pissed off. Um, Charles, pa- like George passed him easily. Charles passed him pretty easily. Um, but he, I mean, he was able to stay in P4, I guess, and uh, 
that that's how it finished. I think overall, an ex- a pretty exciting race for a race where it's difficult to over overtake. Yeah. I think the, the the interesting part came a lot again based on strategy. Um, you know, strategy differences do spice things up. You give people you know something to look for, something to you know. Because you never really know until later in the race how things really are shaking out and how the different offset in strategies is going to work. Um, but it was, yeah, it was eventful. Uh, you know, the inevitable Max Verstappen victory did come, but it didn't look like that from the very, very beginning, like it has done in a few cases. Um, even you know, especially with him starting at the front. So yeah, um, yeah, ten ten wins for Max now in the season. Ties um, ties last year. Three away from the record, uh, jointly held by Schumacher and uh, Vettel. Yep. Uh, what's he got? One, two, three, seven, seven races seven, left. Seven races. Yeah. So yep. four, you wouldn't I'm not going to bet against winning, it. No. Winning four of those, would you? Nah. Could be. Could be. That. That's. That's the record he's going for now. The the championships in the bag for him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look forward at what races we've got coming up. We've got Monza. Coming up, very yeah. sort of, you know low downforce circuit. Obviously, they don't need to run the car as high as they had at Spa because they don't have to get through a rouge. But still, you think in low downforce setting, the uh, the efficiency yeah. of the Red Bull is going to be pretty hard to beat. Uh, although Ferrari always have a Monza spec car because they really want to give themselves the best chance to win. So right. I don't know if they've got a whole B spec Monza car for this. He has to give up the corner. The Ferrari drivers after the race pretty much were saying, like, we don't even have a shot at this anymore. Yeah, I think they're, that they're facing reality a little bit, aren't they? Yeah. So, obviously, we went through all that. Max is obviously the number one winner, as he is almost every single week. Um, George, you know, as much as it hurt his teammate, he made the right call for his race. You know, even though Lewis was disappointed with finishing P4, it was still a really good race for Mercedes, um, making up some some space in the constructors. How close are they now? They're 30 points behind Ferrari now. I mean, Carlos getting that penalty really, really hurt it. Ferrari keeping that stronghold in the constructors. They're just chipping away at Ferrari now. Yeah. yeah, we'll we'll see. But it's going to come down to the wire. And then Fernando and Alpine having really bad qualifying. Uh, Fernando started in P13, finished in P6, which is really, really impressive. And then Alcon starting in P12, getting up to P9, another double points finish for, for, the, for the team. Going on to the hard tyres early right. was was a huge call for them that was a case of we've said it a few times on this podcast you know when you're at the back you've got nothing to use try, try something different everybody else isn't doing see how it plays out so that early hard tire uh, alonso norris and ocon all benefited from from doing that yeah i mean norris i think you've got to give him a lot of credit for being up there especially because the gap down to his teammate ricardo who finished second last uh, is just humongous. I mean, obviously, we're not quite sure what mental state Ricardo is in these days, you know, in the news for, well, his seat in the news for all the wrong reasons as far as he's concerned. So, but that gap between those two is just huge. Yeah. Um, can't feel good for, for Daniel. No, I mean, I think that this last couple of weeks with all this going down, it's like he really needed to come out and like show the world what he could do, that he's not yesterday's news. Yeah. 
And he's just he's fighting for a seat next year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's fighting for any seat that he can find at this point. And those seats are drying up. He might have to take a year off. See what yeah. come, you know, see what comes through. Losers. I mean, it wasn't like the worst race from them, but Ferrari with another, you know, strategy decision and then Carlos having the bad pit stop. Uh, I mean, P3 isn't bad from Charles, but yeah, that's probably basically the best the best that he could do. Yeah. Charles didn't have a terrible race yeah, yet. No. Science took himself out of it. Oh, well, Ferrari took Science out of it uh, with the bad pit stops and stuff. So they still can't get it right uh, on a race day. Yeah. That's kind of where their that's where their car is now. It's the th- not it's not as fast as the Red Bull. They're they're competing against Mercedes. Yeah. And then Yuki, I mean, it, it wasn't necessarily it wasn't on him, but disappointing from where he started the race, causing the VSC. Not good. And then Haas has just been atrocious. They haven't scored in four races now. Mick started in P8, and he had a, he had an issue in the pit stop, too. That ruined his race. That dropped him back. And then Kevin with the uh, collision with the wall on lap two. Yeah, and I think that the you know where Mick started, you had the guys behind him who were putting on the hard tires and making right. that move forward. And they didn't have the strategy call to keep them ahead. So, yeah, there were a couple of little hiccups there, but he was moving backwards once uh, once the, once the race sort of started to evolve. I'm listening to uh, Beyond the Grid podcast. Do you know that one? Yeah, the F1 um, sponsor. Yeah, one. so, you know, Tom Clarkson interviewing, you know, various drivers and, and, and people in F1. And I'm just listening to the one, with Kevin Magnuson from like week two or week three hmm. of the season. And they were also, you know, the car's great. <laughs> we're yeah. in really good shape. Um, but one thing that he does say there is that, you know, they've built a good car, but are they going to be able to outgun the other teams around them through the rest of the season? I think, you know, I think we're seeing the, right. the answer to that, right? right. But, it, you know, whenever you have a, a lower position team and, you know, a team further back down the grid, have a good car they don't have the resource to really improve that car through the season. They, they made some hay at the start of the season, get some points, which I think will, you know, obviously translate into money for them, you know, in this next season, some prize money. Hopefully they can use that and, uh, and, and keep themselves up there a little bit, but it was good to see them performing when they can, you know, obviously Mick getting into Q3, that was a, a good result for him. So the car's still there. It's just in race pace. It, you know, it's not as strong as some of the other cars out there now. Yeah, and AlphaTauri is is right on their heels now, only five points behind them for what eighth place, seventh place. Yeah. Um, so I mean they're 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 going to be losing money if they can't keep that that spot ahead of Alpha. And then Coops, I am reluctant to talk about Coops. I don't know if you, <laughs> Carlos, yeah, Carlos is on my on my shit list right now. <laughs> We had uh, this uh, user Kaplan had the biggest score this week, 318 points. Um, I mean, the maximum you can score is just over 400. Uh, he or she uh, crushed it, getting multiple drivers in the in the correct spot, up and down, getting the top 10 uh, drivers all in there. So uh, good for them. Um, in the overall standings, Nick, you sort of bringing yourself back into contention again. You're back up to third overall, so nice. Yeah. Uh, Paul Clark five, still holding on to top spot, but all to play for. And you're just hanging around outside the top ten, 
but we, uh, we scored Nick and I scored the same amount of points and he moved up two spots and I moved back a spot <laughs> and Carlos cost me 62 points. <laughs> I would have scored 300 points this week. Yeah. If not for that penalty. I yeah, but like that's the that's the different that's the thing. The Kaplan moved up thirty six spots all the way up to nineteenth um, with his big big score. So it can uh, it's all still to play for. Nine Un- points unlike, behind unlike- you, Nick. I would have been nine points <laughs> behind you. <laughs> everything affects everything. But else, are you but, uh, <laughs> to, to quote Martin in everything? But are you? It's funny. <laughs> no, my wife, my, my wife and I we always quote Martin. It's like, oh, if only that had gone in, or if only he'd made that passing. <laughs> Did it? Did it? No. So you didn't. So you're not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but the the Coops F1 Championship still wide open, unlike uh, the Formula One World Championship. And why don't we look ahead to next week? Where did we? Uh, what's next week? We were just talking about it. Monza. 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 Yeah. So, so more of this, more of the same. Yeah. I, I think you know, unless we get some some weather or something crazy happening but you look at the last two races we've had there last year danny rick won it the year before pierre gasly won it you know the unexpected <laughs> can happen there you go yeah you know, like the unexpected if the leaders like, crash into each other and drive on top of the other car then maybe danny rick can win yeah. again yeah maybe you, you know maybe. sebastian vettel's first win in toro rosso you know things can happen there yeah do you think that mercedes will be better than ferrari next week no, I think their car's not got the aero efficiency. It's, yeah. it's, it's pretty draggy. The, the the McLarens are pretty draggy as well. I don't think they're going to be up there. I think the Alpines are a stronger yeah. car for, for Monza. So I think that we're going to see Alpine stretching it out a little bit. And, and right. um, you know, in that battle between themselves and McLaren, I think it's going to edge, you know, further towards Alpine on that one. You know, looking at the rest of the season, maybe not. Maybe there's going to be some, some circuits that are better McLaren. I think, McLaren still have, I think, some issues like in heavy braking zones, and I think that's ultimately the root cause of Daniel Ricciardo's ills. Right, I think he just can't get a feel on the brakes, and he's lost confidence in the car. Yeah, but they're kind of draggy. I'd like to see what the Williams does because I think Williams at Spa, obviously, they were running slightly less downforce than everyone else, um, but their car was looking pretty slippery. So you know, maybe there's a point to be had for. Alex Albon. See how yeah, yeah, Al, yeah. Not for Latifi, though. No, clearly not for Latifi. <laughs> <laughs> that goes without being said. Yeah. Maybe Aston Martin. I mean, Stroll got got a point this week. So, yeah, I think the Aston Martins could get a get some points there. Yeah. Um, they've 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 got a car that's much quicker in the race than it is in qualifying. Thanks for listening to the Undercut with Jason Martin and Nick. Join us next time where we'll review the Italian Grand Prix at Monza. Please rate and review wherever you listen, and we'll see you next time.